Hey, everybody. We're three months out from Attila, the Swimming World Championship. So you guess it. It's time for the countdown to Attila show. We got the new theme song for you. Hit it. Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 126 of the show. As Chipper mentioned, this is the third edition of our Countdown to Atala show, where we will discuss our journey to the start line of the 2022 Atala uh, the Swim World Championship, which is happening in September. Joining us on this episode is a swim run coach whose legend keeps on growing, mm-hmm. both as a coach, matchmaker, Stud swim runner in his own right. A lot of multifaceted. Lot of multifaceted. Nicholas Ramirez from Envol Swim Run is here to basically tell us what to do in September. Yes. It's he's back on the show. He was it had been a two years since we had him on. Yeah, yeah. Episode fourteen was the last time we had him on. I mean, one uh, we're in, we're very fortunate to have access or <laughs> have the support of many different coaches. <laughs> yeah. But obviously Nicholas is one of the most revered in the swim one scene and has I mean, I would guess. I actually felt kind of, of bad. Like once, once we realized it had been that long, we're like, "How can we let it go this long?" Well, but. we did have another little thing we were going to have him do, but that kind of fell through uh, with the Attila uh, Catalina. He right. he had a little bit of piece uh, on that. That so so he was going to be featured a little bit earlier right, this right. this year. But um, yeah, regardless, he's on this what this this week's episode. And we won't wait another two years to get them on. Yeah. <laughs> no. Knowledge bombs. Yeah, we're, we're doing our listeners a disservice by not having them speak. <clears throat> Absolutely. We want to give a big cha- thank you to our supporters, Odyssey Swim Run, Frank Paddle, and Precision Fuel and Hydration for helping make, make this show possible. Make sure you use the code LOWTIDE22 to save 50% off your first order from Precision Fuel and Hydration. Use the code LOWTIDEBOYS. That's good for 15% off your registration for any and all Odyssey Swimrun events. And finally, <gasps> newsflash, Frank Paddle has some new paddles that are launching on June 15th. So you want to make sure you're marking your calendar so you can check out the new hotness. Yes. We We're just very- had someone in there inquiring yeah. about, oh, Frank Paddles are sold out online. So just hold on just a, f- a few yeah. more weeks. It's got a new batch coming out. Some Send new, him a DM. Some new hotness. Tell them the Low Tide Boys sent you. And, uh, yeah, if you want to learn more about Frank Paddles, you can check out our Gear Talk episode where we kind of gush over them. But uh, before we get to talking, talking with Nicholas Chipper, how's the body? How's the mind? Yes. So the body, we'll start there. I think I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, this in between, I'm trying to like think, okay, from month four to three, the last four weeks has definitely been our highest or for me, high, high volume. Uh, we're we're giving it the gas on the training for sure is is how I'm feeling um, <clears throat> today Monday and when we're recording this it's like oh Monday uh, ten mile run <laughs> must be Attila season <laughs> must yeah. be Attila training season so we have like our our training has definitely evolved Chris and I have have had multiple kind of conversations with our coach and everything and we're sort of trying to say we you know how we're approaching this whole thing. We want to be as prepared as we can to do the best that we can. So we're trying to test out and say, we if we kind of take away some of the time requirements or, uh, you know, okay, instead of just being able to swim on these days or this day, what can we do? So so we're trying some new stuff this week. 
uh, or sorry, these these past couple of weeks, and it's been it's been a little bit different. But I've been I've been enjoying it. I haven't felt totally thrashed or trashed, which is nice. Um, this last weekend we had a two hour little trail thing out there, and I and up on Mount Burdell, where you're very familiar with Chris, but um, it's an old volcano, dormant. And so I was going up and any, there's like the trail that you can go that everyone goes. And then there's all the rocks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm running on the rocks because I'm getting ready for this shit in Sweden. As yeah. we hear later on from Nicholas. You're doing that uphill or downhill? <clears throat> Both. Nice. Going up, going down, trying it. I did, I don't know if I hit a rock weird or something, but it got a little niggle on the top of my foot. I'm like, uh-oh, this is, oh my, oh my God. <laughs> That's the last thing I need. It's like my my foot to be hurting. How come this is the first I'm hearing of this? <laughs> yeah, my phone's been broken. Um, so I, luckily that was on Saturday. So we had the had a swim. Took it very easy on 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 that day. Swam on Sunday. It actually felt really good. Kind of the ibuprofen doing all that. Had the big uh, ten mile run this morning. It felt very good. So I'm very happy uh, how all that's feeling. I, I'm definitely feeling the strength come around in the pool our our increased swim volume it's coming it's coming around i'm feeling i'm feeling good um so the body feeling good about it again working on the fueling and everything like like we have been there um the mind uh still very motivated and excited for atala i will say you know we we keep it real here on this show to be honest the past four weeks like the stuff outside of swim run has been kind of tough. I mean, we've had like some shootings happen, especially school shootings. Our kids are in school. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is real life shit. And it's, yeah, it is. It's very sad and unfortunate. But that uh, at, at work, I've had a little bit of, uh, you know, there was some layoffs and all sorts of stuff like that. So it's like the outside things out, you know, outside of my control really. I have found a little bit harder to kind of stay focused during mm-hmm. our training and be as sharp as I feel like I would want to. But it's also I'm trying to make space for it, I guess. And like, okay, this is just a temporary sort of thing that's happening, but it is happening and I need to let it happen to me and, and it's going to affect me how it is. Um, but still underlying very, very excited. Like it hasn't put a damper on any of that but it's definitely been a little bit of a tougher month on the mind front for for me uh mostly <laughs> with stuff out, outside of that um and summer's coming up with the kids so they're going to be home a little bit more so <sighs> everything's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah. everything's gonna be okay chris how's the body how's the mind i know you just got back from a little couple days to yourself, which is yeah. nice. I had one of those a few weeks ago myself. Just had a little R and R. Yeah, I guess um, to start with the mind. Yeah, similar. Um, you know, I'm still I'm so just feel blessed to be able to do this race and yes. hope that it happens and that we're able to go and be healthy and have a fun time. I mean, when you spend as much time as we do, kind of thinking about this mm-hmm. and loving the sport and you know the opportunity to do like the original race whether it's the world championship or we're just going out with a bunch of friends just to be ridiculous and do a bet or whatever um this is very cool so i think the motivation for that 
I don't really see that going anywhere except up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sort of outside of sort of training and swim running and stuff. Yeah, just been a lot more things going on. Um, you know, so so the same. I, I think I'm trying to be real smart about taking time off when I need it and yeah. being present with my kids when, you know, when I feel like I'm sort of losing that. So, you know, I'm, I skipped a couple swims because my daughter asked me to make her, you know, chocolate French chip toast. pancakes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Hala French toast. That's, that's oh, our yeah. go-to. I still haven't so had good. that. So good. I'll make some for you. Okay. And I got um, a pizza night coming up too for us. Alrighty. Low I love type it. Voice Sounds pizza good. Night. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So, so trying to be just really present with that and just try to like give myself, you know, I guess perspective and be able to yeah. sort of step outside myself and just be like, all right, well, you know, in the hierarchy of priorities, everything's really great. I like that. Um, and yeah, so uh, the body has been interesting, mm-hmm. I'll say. I started going okay. to a massage therapist just because I was like not recovering as well as I had been. And I know I've been doing a lot of volume for a long time and I've tried to be really smart about it and I've upped the yoga and all this stuff. And I think this is finally the year where, um, you know, I'm like a guy who does yoga now. You're a yogi? Yogi the bear. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hey, wouldn't boo-boo. go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Still, you know, I wouldn't film myself doing any poses or anything. But, um, you know, so so that's been good. But yeah, just the more volume, just trying to make sure, again, just do what I can and I'm prepared for race day. So mm-hmm. I've been going to this uh, masseuse and that's been helpful, painful, but also helpful. Um, so nice. so that's been feeling good. I've, I've been doing a lot of work on the track and just, been, you know, talking about life stuff, like I've had to do stuff pretty early. So I've been doing a lot of it by myself, like pretty much before, Don, if you follow us on Strava or part of the, the club, you can see this ridiculous stuff. But um, yeah, but that's been really interesting as someone who doesn't really like the track. I think this, mm-hmm. pa- this past training cycle, this past month, I think I've put like 70, 80 miles on the track, which is probably more than I've ever done in a month. But I'm, I'm learning to kind of love it sort of the mm-hmm. sort of like the the monotony of it just and then just use it as an opportunity to really focus on the interval whatever it is so like this morning we had to do um 1k six, repeats yeah six by 1k repeats at like 10k pace with two minutes break in between and so that's like two and a half loops around and mm-hmm. you know then it was five by 200s kind of all out so you know so it was, it was anyway it was I don't think that like a year ago I would have been able to no. mentally tolerate being on the track that long. Knowing you a year ago, you d- you would have not been game for that. And that's similar to how I feel about doing workouts on the treadmill too. There's a certain amount of like you're committing to the suck yeah. <laughs> of what it's going to be. And you know on the track, you're just running in fucking circles. And on the treadmill, you're just running in place. <laughs> yeah. Those I, are much better than yeah. each other. You no, know? for sure. For sure. Yeah. And it's like... <clears throat> Anyway, it's interesting because it feels like, yes, it sucks, and but you, that's just the reality of mm-hmm. it because you're on the track, you're on the treadmill, and then you can just like let that go. It's almost like a type of mindfulness. It's like, hey, the environmental side of this thing is kind of weird. You're so let me just focus on what I'm what I'm supposed to do. Um, so like so yeah, that. so that's that's been pretty interesting, and yeah, like I same. I feel strong in the pool, even though I've missed some workouts this this past cycle. But yeah. I how think, uh, I how think, do you yeah. feel, I would say, this past week or two, we haven't really been training as much together. And that's something normally I would say we probably train 
three to four times, sometimes yeah. six, seven times a week together. Yeah. Um, the pool, we, we usually will get those in together. I, I was sick for a couple of days last week, so I, I missed a few things myself. Um, so it's been, I, we're, we're, I think we both kind of know we're still, we, there's a lot of trust between you and I of like, hey, whatever, you missed the swim, I missed the run, whatever the situation, we know we're going to be there in September together yeah. and we're going to be ready to go. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%. It's kind of like, it's like even if we're doing it separate and and it's been weird because I feel like this past month we've done a lot of workouts yeah. separate when it almost feels like, well, I'm just not getting enough like sort of chipper shooting the shit time more than anything, which I is surprising. I can't believe I'm hearing that, but yes. Um, but, but yeah, it's like whether you show up or not, like I know that your head's in it. And when you show up and you're feeling sluggish, I know you're giving 100%. I mean, we talked about this yeah. last month. It's like it's like the trust is that you're doing what you needed to do to, to be as prepared as you can be mm-hmm. given all the circumstances. Yeah. And you know I'm trying to do the same. Um, so however we get to the start line, like we both know we gave it the best that we could. And whether yeah. that's, you know, if that's busting out a crazy track workout or just being like, you know what, I don't have it today. I'm just going to dial it back a little bit yeah. as long as you're giving a hundred percent. And you know, there's so many opportunities. We talked about this before. It's like every, every workout is kind of an opportunity to, to have bravery and courage and just be like, yeah, it's going to suck. Can I just pull through a little bit? I'm bonking. Can I just like suck it up and get yeah. through this and kind of do what Susie Moonen was talking about back, you know, to last month, yep. which was, yeah, like, acknowledge that it's not going well. Also acknowledge that you've done these things before and you can get past it. And that's really something mm-hmm. I'm trying to, especially on the track where I'm just like, oh my God, what, what am I doing? Yeah, another couple laps here <laughs> to go. Yeah, like the other one track session, I think I did almost like 13 miles on the track and it was like 87 loops or <sighs> just something Lord. wild, dude. It was too much. Lord, I will say I do miss the, I feel like us not working out together. When, when we work out together, especially, you know, the longer stuff on the weekends, the two hours or whatever, it's fun. Like, it's a cool time to hang out with you. And I feel that we we haven't been having that as much the last mm-hmm, couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fucking shit going on. <laughs> Just, you know, that goes yeah. without saying. So it hasn't been working out quite as as it has in the past. But I that is, I'm like, oh, man, like, I miss the two hours going on the trails, even though it is hard. It's a hard run on the trails, but it's still fun because I know that you're going to push me on the run or we can talk the shit on the shoot the shit on the downhills or right. or or whatever we we do so yeah for sure um, I and mean, it's like the idea of you know just having someone to run with yeah which is uh if you don't know that song by the Almond Brothers you should check it out mm-hmm. um you know i mean it's it's just great and that's one of i think that's one of the reasons why we both gravitated to swim run and and think it's so cool is yeah. because it's something that we do together and you know Speaking for myself, like I don't, I don't want to do it with anyone else. Like this is something that we started together, and it's it's, yeah. it's fun to basically be on this journey. Which, you know, bringing it back to what's ahead of us three months from now. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to think from where we started, right where we're sitting now mm-hmm. in your garage. <laughs> But January 2020 or December 2019 yeah. or whatever. Thinking about, oh, yeah, we should start a show and then we should do a meme account and all this stuff. And then to think that, you know, 
we're going to get to go to Sweden and do this original race. It's 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 super cool. Yeah. And it's a super cool experience that, that we're going to get to do together, which is um so excited. Know, it's going to be memorable anyway, but Yeah. Um I on the on the last run, I I usually listen if I'm not listening to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I usually will we'll put on some music or something, but I had mixed it up cuz Chris has been t- working his way through a lot of audiobooks and he consumes a lot more uh, content than I do in that manner. So I threw on the practice of groundedness from nice. our former guest, Brad Stolberg. I'm not going to guess the episode on that one. That's like a, hold on. I am going to guess 79. That's my guess. No, I think that's wrong. I'm going to look it up. I'll edit this out. <laughs> Eighty-eight episode eighty-eight. Hey, that wasn't too bad of a guess. That's pretty close. Okay, I can't believe I got that. So Brad Stolberg, episode eighty-eight of our show. Um, I was in through the first couple chapters on there. One, it's a great read, obviously, um, but a couple really interesting points that I took out from there. On they were there's one kind of area where they're talking about happiness, and it's sort of this equation be, or the. I guess the delta between what your reality is and then what's your expectations. Mm-hmm. And I was, as I was running, I'm like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, and you think about it and even not just for swim run or training or, hey, oh, it's a low. If we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it in, in five hours and 20 or sorry, eight hours and 20 minutes. That expectation versus reality is you know, that's Pretty not very long. <laughs> so we're not going to be very happy at the end of that race because, you know, things. Yeah. And same thing with, with even parenting. And I think about this too. It's like, oh, you go out, new some new experience with your kids. If you think you're going to blow it out of the water and hit a home run, you know, just curve the expectations. And then when it kind of goes pretty well. So I, I thought that was a good thing. And I'm, I, was, I was just noodling on that a little bit. Um, and then I also really liked, I'm forgetting the, the actual... Uh, point of it now, but or sorry, the 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 phrase of it, but basically, there's a few different kind of mindsets that you can have when you're approaching something. One of them is like a more I don't want to say aggressive, but you're you're kind of going after it, and you're you're taking the bull by the horns is the way that I took it. And then there's a more like kind of passive way um, that's like, well, okay, let me just make sure I can kind of get through here and come out un- unscathed. And I thought it was a really interesting bit. There and it, and it made me think about our approach to Atolo, how we are kind of taking the bull by the horns and we are being um, very, you know, we're, we're trying to embrace, embrace it when we're there. We're being very serious on the way up, but when we're there, we're there to have fun and have an experience. Um, yeah. So it was, it was just another good bit of confirmation uh, from just a couple, couple points in the book that I, that I really enjoyed and, uh, need to blast my way through a couple more hours of that thing. Yeah, so. and in fact, just for you bringing that up, um, if you're listening to this, you want to check out that book. Mm. I'm going to give away three copies of Brad Stolberg's Whoa. Practice of Groundedness. So you listen to this, DM us. It's going to be dibs. So whoever gets in there first, <laughs> go to Instagram. Okay, first three people get uh, get the book in the mail. Nice, courtesy of 
you know, the growth equation, which is the company that I'm running for them. <laughs> Way to go. So there it is. Love it. Love it. Should we, uh, well, you know, I mean, I think it's great to kind of put a bow in this conversation. I mean, I, I'm, if, you, if, you're, if you're listening to this, you're like, wow, Kristen Chipper being super mindful in this episode. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what? We are. And I think that's another part of our sort of evolution as a team, sort of chatting about this stuff with each other, supporting each other sort of in that way, which translates to becoming better teammates and, you know, better being more simpatico during a race to have more fun. And I think, yeah, you know, our expectation of the race is just an opportunity to have joy and mm-hmm. share this experience that, you know, we're only going to have. Our, yeah, our expectations, it's going to be hard AF, but yeah. we're going to give it our best and our expectations, we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're, we can control that for the most part. For the, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know. Yeah, you know, I guess we expect the volume to go up a little bit more, probably have some longer days um, in the next couple of months. Up next for us is Ooh. Odyssey Swarm Run Casco Bay in yes. mid-July. This race is going to be kind of our last, I guess, tune-up because it's the only race that's happening. Yeah. Um, I guess the next week is that little tiny Folsom Swim Run, which there I is, think we got it to go do. There is the Folsom Swim Run. Just do a couple. For you Northern California people, I know uh, team, I always mess this up, PB and J and Bananas? Or PB, PB and, bananas. and Bananas. There's yeah. no J. No J. Okay. Sorry. J, you're out. <laughs> PB and Bananas, they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, they're getting their husbands to do it as nice, well, nice. so I'm very excited. Yeah, aren't and we lending them some gear? <laughs> I have lent them some gear as well. <laughs> Uh, and they pay me handsomely with uh, a coffee and some post-swim uh, snacks. So I was more than happy to accept <laughs> that. I also got married in Folsom. Uh, so it's a it's a cool uh, place. But yeah, we might go might go yeah. rip it up there for a bit and just uh, yeah, we throw did the a, vigs on. We did a swim run together in Folsom. We didn't know each other then, but we were both at the Folsom International Swim Run. Triathlon. Triathlon. <laughs> yes. We did do that. <laughs> that. I also would do that triathlon like every year for similar of the same reasons. But for sure, for yeah, sure. if you're in Northern California and want to go up, uh, check it out. T, T, TSR. No, events. it's um, TBF, Total Body Fitness Events. Okay. So just Google Folsom Swim Run TBF and it should it should pop up there. We were obviously very prepared for, <laughs> <clears throat> well, for this part of the show. But yeah, so so that's basically what we have coming up. And then after that, it's just going to be swimming practices until, uh, until the race. But, you know, to say that we're lucky is to, to you know, just to make it seem r- even more ridiculous that we're so lucky to have Nicholas Ramirez come on the show again. And essentially, we just asked him, it was like, hey, if someone comes at you, three months out from the race, mm-hmm. like, what are you telling them? Um, and this is super insightful conversation. A lot of, lot of nuggets. Like, very important nuggets that I'm definitely taking away from this. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we say, we say it often, but definitely this is a get your notepads out type of episode. Absolutely. Yeah, Nico, Nico was great with us. Um, and we, one of our kind of favorite workouts that we did was that Incaden workout that he uh, put out there. Yeah. Based some crazy hill repeat. Up, up, up. Up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, some hill repeat, um, sw- a hill repeat swim run, basically. And we would run up Hyde Street in San Francisco, which is super steep where the cable cars go up. We would run up there, then charge down right into the water. 
and we did that for a while. And we brought a bunch of friends out, and we mm-hmm. haven't seen them since. So we <laughs> must have broke them. We must have broke them. Yeah, that one guy Ray hasn't come back. Yeah, he, he lost our number quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but awesome, great conversation with Nico from Onville Swim Run. If you're looking for a swim run coach, head on over to onvilleswimrun.net, of course, and enjoy the chat yeah. with Nico. It's great. Oh, giddy up. Plus, I did like that he talked us out of buying or hiring a boat to go to Utah to do like a 60-minute swim run. He's like, you can find the same stuff in Stockholm. Yeah, and he just said, give me a call, which I'm like, well, we will then. We will. (laughs) Once I figure out uh, what cell phone plan I need to get for being in Europe. Oh, I got you, dude. Okay. I got you. We have to get burner phones? Nope. Okay. Fair enough. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Nico Ramirez. Onville Swim Run, take it away. All right, back on the show. It's been way, way too long, but welcome back, Nicholas Ramirez, Chief Principal, Coach, Coach to the Stars, Coach to Everyone, the best swim run coach in the world, the most well known. Welcome back to the show, Nicholas. Thank you, guys. Thank you to invite me again after 100 episodes without this. <laughs> yeah. We had to take a 100-episode break for some reason. Yeah, it was uh, episode 14 the last time we had you on for an interview. I know I know you gave us a lot of insight for our Engadin course preview um, and, sure. and things like that, and we've reached out to you on, on several occasions, but you know, for this episode, we'd love to hear kind of how you've been doing. We see Envol blue, white, and black everywhere at races. So far this year, you've you've had some some really great results on the podiums and, and a lot of participants. So why don't you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about how uh, Envol coaching has been going? Well, we, um, Envol Swim Run, let's, uh, that's, uh, that's our new new name since this ah, year. We, okay. We've been Envol Swim Run. Um, going really well. We, uh, we're having more members in more countries. Um we're having more interest for joining our team, but also um, for getting some coaching, coaching for entry level to, to start the sport, but also to, uh, yeah, to go sub 10 hour at Attila, to do podium at uh, some races. Then we have uh, a big range of, uh, of customer and members. Uh, yeah, since the, we had a few race, three or four races since the beginning of the year and uh, we had a lot of uh, attendance from uh, from Envol and uh, yeah and uh, lots of uh, Envol uh, athletes on the podiums some really great performance from our men and women and even mixed team yeah we uh, we saw there was a ha- handfuls of, of them at the swim run like James where we were at just a couple weeks ago um, it's great to see so many Envol hats out there and, and everything and everyone having a great time uh, on the course out there. Everyone seemed to be prepared, so you must have done something right. Everyone <laughs> smiles across their faces on, on across the finish line. So Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw it was uh like six or eight people from uh in the US racing lake gyms and they all uh yeah they were all happy to finish and uh they did all well and they I can see they're improving and uh they're really following well the training plans and uh I'm really proud of them. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see, I mean, when, when we first met you at Catalina way back when and to see where it is now, even after the pandemic or, you know, I guess we're still in the pandemic, but all these years on, I mean, it's great to see the, the success and, and so many people being ready for, for their events, which from where we're at, I mean, that's what makes, that's what's going to help grow the sport, having people feel prepared for the adventure and if they have a positive experience they'll keep doing it if it's an ordeal and they're not ready then then they might not so so you're doing a very important service i think for the swim run community um so so we brought you on for this episode because you know this is for our countdown to atala um when we release this we'll be three months out from the race 12 weeks we should start (laughs) training just kind of crazy um and uh you know you (laughs) yeah you you've raced it multiple times you've with multiple partners have many experiences both having a partner get injured last year so you so you so you dnf'd um great great um podiums and everything and and just just a lot of experiences at the world championship but as a coach we would love to get your insight in terms of like how should athletes whether for the first time or the 10th time be approaching something like the world championship in terms of you know just just being physically prepared for 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 that day mm-hmm. yeah well it wouldn't be the same if it's the first time or the 10th time i tell you yeah yeah that's... Um, because i would recommend everybody to to come here in uh, sweden in june and to stay until uh until <laughs> september to stay until uh until end of July and to train on the course. Now it will be really important to, to know the the type of um, forest, the type of rocks, the type of uh, how slippery it is, uh, how tough are the um, the Swedish forest. Because even uh, even the top athletes, I mean, we we saw it last year with my partner. Unfortunately, he crashed because he, he's not really used to this type of forest, and this is really hard and. Uh, it requires a lot of uh, knowledge of this uh, this type of ground uh, and area. That will be my my best recommendation. If you can uh, come and train, on the, that's what we're doing here. We're trying to really uh, know the the course and um, the type of ground. Otherwise, it's um, I would say uh, three months before the course. I mean, it's already quite uh, late in the preparation. You should have done. A couple, I don't want to say many, but yeah, close to many, five, six, seven, eight hours of moving, which means hiking, jogging, Mm -hmm. trail, some cycling, during a big chunk of time like that. Um, That's what I recommend to my athlete now uh, that I prepared the last six, eight months for this race is, well, take a full day and go out. You're starting by a swim and then you... You go for a long hike and walk in mountains or in trail and just to have this uh, massive amount of time of moving forward. Um, and then and then to get um, to get really used to um, yeah to get really used to, to the fatigue at the end of uh, of a race like that, then I would recommend to uh, the last three months um, Going really into some big weekend of training, where you do uh, you do a big morning of training on Saturday and on Sunday you're gonna go for a massive swim or six seven kilometer and then you're gonna go for 
two, three hour run, but then the, the last part of the run, you will really try to, to push it. Uh, because that's the feeling you're going to have at the end of the race. It's like the, the feeling you're going to have at the end of this massive weekend of training. I would recommend to do that every three, four weeks. Uh, but now we're we talking about three months before the race. I, I will do it every two, three weeks. I will do these massive weekends. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so- uh, that, that's really necessary, you know, it's very really necessary. And to do some massive swim because it's, it's 10 kilometers of swimming at the end of the race. And, uh, Everybody is fine during three, four kilometers. Everybody can do that. But then, <laughs> then the pace really slow down. And you have this some section where it's uh, after the half day, after 12 or 2 o'clock, when after the peak swim, and then you have another 900 meter swim, you start to be cold and you still have to keep moving on this really, uh, really hard forest. And then you need to do a 20K run after that. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Accumulation of the fatigue, and that's uh, get used to that. Yeah. Um, now, now I remember when we had you on for our Engadin course preview. You know, one of the workouts that you recommended specifically for that course was this sort of diabolical big hill repeat. Like you hit hills, immediately go for a swim, get back out, hit the hill repeat, do that, and it was like three rounds of that. And we actually did that in training um, just to kind of see what it was like. And I, you know, I remember thinking, you know. Uh, the way you described that was just like going up, up, up. Um, <laughs> yeah. is, are, are there are there some specific workouts like that that you would recommend for um, for uh, whether particular sections of the Attila race course or just in general? Well, the, the thing with Attila, um, the section are so different in terms of you're gonna have a twenty k quite easy running, but it's coming after, well, if you want to win the race, it will come after four and a half hour. But for most uh, teams, it will come after six, seven hours, this section. And then you have to run 20 kilometers. Uh, then, which means it's, it's quite hard, even if the ground yeah. is not complicated. And then you have some really short run, uh, some one and a half, some two kilometer run, but really technical. Um, and the swim are also different length with, um, then it's really hard to, to have a perfect workout for a chiller. I really think that this, um, yeah. I really think that this, uh, double day, two days back to back, uh, this is really the key, you know, to, um, uh, at the end of a week of a full week of training, you take the Friday a bit off or just to do some treatments or an easy swim. And then you're going to attack a massive Saturday, a massive Sunday, and you try to finish as fresh as possible. And you really try to target the nutrition uh, during this, uh, all this workout there. Then, yeah, my, my ideal weekend of training, sorry, I cannot say session because it's, it's a couple of sessions altogether, will be a big Saturday, four or five hour of uh, swim run could be. Okay. A good swim run for five hour where, where you can repeat the the the, the length of the section of fertility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's quite good to do. Uh, and then on the Sunday you're doing a, a big swim, a big open water swim, um, and then you follow that with a with a nice two hour run, and you try to finish as fresh as possible and as good as possible. Uh, that will be my recommendation. When it comes to the when it comes to the the technicity of the trails and the, and the off trails, mm-hmm. 
some good workout that we're doing here is um, we're running in a group of between two and five people and one person is leading and we try to go as straight as possible in the forest, which means if there is no tracks, there is no tracks. And, uh, and the people behind just have to keep up to follow. We don't have to go fast. It's just to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really good to do, especially if you are a bit tired at the end of the weekend, because that's how you're going to feel, uh, after Orner, after the yeah. turn, when you mm-hmm. have to hit these last islands, you will be like a zombie and you still have to go on these uh, really technical trails. Then, uh, we like to do this uh, workout every Monday here in Stockholm. We do a warm up and then we're doing a 30 minute divided, like six times, five minutes where we're following someone in the forest and this person in the front go wherever he wants. We just have to follow and keep up behind. Then, uh, yeah, I get you. I know it's hard to have the same type of uh, technical trails. They're all different in different countries, different areas, but um, go as technical as possible. If you're living more in the mountain area, then go where it's really rocky, where you really have to to use really quick feet um, because that's uh, that's tricky, the forest here. Lots of rocks, lots of roots, and it's, it could be slippery. Um if you stay too long on the ground, then that's when you're going to waste a lot of energy. You always have to be uh, always on the front foot, always with the chest up and forward to really control your steps. And you don't want to stay long on the ground. You want to be bouncing from right to left all the time. It's uh, And this, you can really work this type of uh, skills in the gym, for example. You put a ladder on the ground and you do some uh, some some foot exercise, some foot uh, speed walk. Agility. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is really important to do. Um, and, uh, you know, so some people live in some areas and they, they just have a jetty just with rocks and uh, they think they, they have nothing to train for. But yeah, you have this jetty with rocks and you can just go on the rocks and do some back and forth and just get used to these moving rocks. Um, that's a type of uh, technical workout we really recommend to uh, to the people who are not living here in uh in Sweden. Yeah. I like the, the, the approach that you have on the, on the, the big weekend kind of concept of, of the workouts is if you have something specific with the swim run, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a zone four or level swim run, but it's a, it's a solid, you're going more of an endurance type pace. And then the next day, uh, sort of building into that run off, off the big swim, so your legs, you know, you get a little bit to to sort of recover with the with the night in between, but your body still has yeah. some fatigue set in there, similar to how uh, you know ten, eleven, twelve hour race is going to be. Yeah, and for sure, I mean, you do that with your partner if you can, and you do that with the towing line like this. You really. Uh, <clears throat> You you start you will know each other really well after these big weekends of work and the nutrition. I mean, you you cannot wait the the end of August to to plan your nutrition. I mean, you should know when you're doing this big workout in June, in July, even now in May. You should know exactly the type of how how your body react with uh, the type of nutrition you you are taking and the the liquids and uh, I mean it's a long process. It's a long process. Yeah, we've been we've been working uh, with some folks over at Precision Hydration and Fuel, and it sounds exactly like the perfect opportunity to layer on your nutrition or your fueling plan is with a big weekend, like like you're suggesting. There, you have 
a Saturday where you got four hours of actual swim run practice and then another swim and long run that uh, it's a really good opportunity to, to dial in and do some gut training as well, not just training your legs and your swimming shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, and then the rest of the week really while doing the workouts at the pool and uh, spending more time uh, swimming with the pool boy. Mm-hmm. Um why? Because, well, you're going to have to squeeze this pool boy during 26 swim, during 26 times. And it's mm-hmm. a lot of, yeah. which means you need to, you need to pass from vertical position to horizontal position uh, 26 times and the opposite 26 times. And it's really demanding for your hips, for your groin, for your core then, well, put in your schedule some strength workout. Mm-hmm. We have some really good video on our World um, Swimmer on YouTube channel of strength just to work on this core. And uh, this is training. I mean, it's not only the the, um, the 80 kilometer or 120 kilometer of running you do every week that are training is better to do a bit less running, but to really have a strong core for this type of race because it will be a lot of up and down. And I'll tell you, because this race, okay, it's not Engadin or Verdun like last weekend, or you have some massive uh, elevation, but it's a lot of up and down. I mean, the Mm -hmm. islands are not so high, but you will have most of the time to go up to the top of the island and down to the other side. And there is a lot of rocks to pass and lots of uh, trees to go over under. It requires a lot of strength in your... uh, in your deep core, mm-hmm. then, uh, well, th- still three months to go. I mean, um, get a daily routine where you do your plank, where you do your abs, where you work on your, on your glutes, because that's, um, that's part of the training. Even if yeah. it's not, you cannot see it on Strava, but this is part of the training, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's really, if you think about it, you know, how in triathlon, they say the fourth discipline, you know, you swim, bike, run and the fourth discipline and strength. I think in swim run for sure, the longer the event, you know, you better be able to do, you know, some burpees and be able to go from horizontal yeah. to vertical and all that stuff. Now, um, I have a question for you in, in terms of, um, sort of race day kind of pacing, um, you know, we, we, we're definitely not going to win this thing. We hope not to be in last place. We hope to make it respectable and not embarrass ourselves or whatever. But, um, I'm curious, we've heard from other guests that, you know, the first couple islands, um, the cutoff times, yeah, the the cutoff times are tight that don't really plan on, you know, running very much. The first couple islands just kind of staying on your feet. Um, what, what's your advice in terms of sort of pacing, you know, early, early in the race or less, I mean, I guess we can break it up into sections like up to maybe like Nemda and then Nemda to Orna and then Orna to the end. Yeah. And then it's depend also on the conditions. I mean, it would depend yeah, also yeah, true. on the weather and that's, uh, <laughs> that will be another, um, another game. I would say, well, if you're here, if you have the sport, if you're on the starting line, that's mean that you have the level to be there. It should be. And uh, I hope uh, everybody on the starting line are, are humble enough and uh, respect this. Uh, I mean, if you don't feel like you will make it, you, will, you won't make the first uh, cutoff. I mean, you have nothing to do on the starting line. That's uh, it's better to wait a couple of more years and to. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah it's all about pacing. It's all about. Uh, 
I would say, yeah, sure, there is no stress. There is no point of rushing at the beginning and try to keep up with, uh, with uh, I don't know, if you see that you are in the last 50 or the last, uh, the last 30 teams. I mean, there is no point of... Uh, of stressing too much to try to keep up. It's better to really focus on uh, being smooth, doing the things right, not to endure yourself, trying to stay on your feet. That's um, mm-hmm. as soon as you, I mean, it will be fine. You know, you crash a few times and you, it's okay. You don't feel much because the, the rocks are not so sharp. And, uh, uh, but good. then good you're, you're going to feel everything after 10, 12 hours, you know, that's when all the, and that's when you re- really slow down. Then my advice is, if you are well trained, if you know your partner, uh, you have your cruising pace. You start at your cruising pace and you and you stay there. I mean, uh, not doing any mistake, trying to follow some other team because you think that they're swimming like you or they're running like you. Well, it's uh, everything will be different on this uh, race course. Uh, it's gonna be some uh, the gaps and. Uh, um, yeah, same with the swim. I mean, swim as relaxed as possible. Um, don't try to to do something uh, crazy new and uh, go with high cadence or go with some bigger paddles to put more power on or just uh, just stick do what you've been doing at the training. Stick to the plan, mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. wouldn't. Um, and nutrition. I mean, don't miss this first nutrition. I mean, you have your gels in your pocket. You have the, the first nutrition. Uh, it's too easy to miss it because, uh, yeah, you are fresh. It's the beginning of the day. You had a good breakfast in the morning. You, and then you're missing the first uh, 90 minutes of nutrition and you're going to pay it later on for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, so- uh, yeah, make a plan. That's uh, really, and the plan is starting now. I mean, when you're doing your big weekends of training, that's when you're starting making the plan. I mean, the race course of Utilo, I mean, it's really well described on the on their website with the map, mm-hmm. with the five different colors. You're taking one color and you make a plan for the first color. And then you go to the second section, Rune to Namde. And then you make your plan for this second section. And then you should have your five section really well, uh, really well uh, prepared. Divided mm-hmm. in this five section, they made it like in purpose to have this five section to with different color. I yeah, like that's, that. That's super. That's super helpful. We'll have to get a color printer. Yeah, and, you so know, it's- yeah, and, <laughs> and it's easier to remember for you in terms of uh, don't try to remember all the distance and things. You won't be able to remember everything uh, because there is too many transition. But you need to know. Okay, in the first. Um, in the first part of the of the five, uh, okay, that's where we have the longest uh, swim, the first one, and then we have this really two technical island at the beginning, and then we have two times five hundred meter swim, and then we are on Rune Mareux, and that will be a nice easy run. Uh, that's the type of uh, how you should remember the, mm-hmm. the section. Don't go into uh, learning exactly everything because this you have it written down on your paddles or any on your arm anywhere, then um, try to learn like that by sections. We'll, we'll leave the course memorization to Oscar. He can, he exactly. can, he can keep it all in his head. <laughs> I'll, I need paddles. I need extra paddles. Of course, right. we might have to use yours yeah. to provide some of, <laughs> some of the, the sectors on there. Noted. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one thing that we keep getting confirmation on from everyone that we're talking to, and especially you is make a plan and just stick to it and don't get caught up 
in the sort of how big it is or how epic the day is going to be or anything like that. Just stick to what you've been working on and what you've been practicing and execute on that. And don't worry about all the other external factors. Is that sort of the the envol's yeah, key to success? <laughs> exactly, you know, and um, and you know the race is not starting on the morning of the race. I mean, it's already uh, it's already uh, started. You know, you're gonna arrive in Sweden. I don't know when. A couple of days before, hopefully a bit a week before. Uh, and then when you arrive the day before, where there is all the swim runners and it's easy to waste a lot of energy, you know, mm-hmm. you should really have your plan. When you arrive, you go and you take your beeps, you do your stuff, and then you go for a good nap. You go for, you have your routine. Don't, it's so easy because there is so many, it's so friendly. And so it's easy to go to bed too late or to spend too much time on your feet, uh, during the afternoon, the day before, because you're chatting with so many people, and you then try really to to have a plan for that, and uh, uh, and then the morning of the race. I mean, it's uh, you are on these boats, and you know it's easy to uh, yeah to spend too much to to waste too too much energy because you're standing, you're talking, and you forget some stuff, and then you're gonna be in the stress, and uh, just. Plan everything well from, let's say, 24 hours before the start until the until the, the end of the race. That's uh, mm-hmm. and try to stick to that. That's my advice because yeah, it's it's a big uh, it's a big stuff, and you will be uh, you're gonna feel uh, yeah, it's it's big. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's emotional when you're on this yeah, start for sure. in the morning, but. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're looking into a crystal ball of what my, my my race mornings look like about me on the boat, like talking too much to people and like, oh, should we get dressed now? Should we put the lube on or now? You know, and Chris is just like, relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I'll be, I'll be work on that. Yeah, we'll yeah. work on that. <laughs> Have your plan with uh, this type of things. Now, um, so so we actually are planning on getting there about, I guess, like four or five days but before before the race. Now, um, you know, we're, we're, we obviously want to get a workout in. Would you recommend our first time to, to be able to even be on the archipelago? It's going to be sort of that week. Would you recommend trying to go out to Uta and kind of messing around a little bit and just seeing what it's like? Or, or what, what would you recommend for folks that are coming in, you know, a few days well, before the race? Okay, that's a good question. Because uh, now when you're telling me that and... Um, this morning I was with my friend Michael Lemel, the organizer of this massive race, this Attila race, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you have, <laughs> where we're living here in the center of Stockholm, just by taking a bus, a uh, 15-minute bus, we are in the location where we have exactly the same rocks, exactly the same uh, forest trails, mm-hmm. exactly the same water. <laughs> Then it's better instead of spending a lot of time with the boat going to the archipelago to the Otila course, if you want to save energy, then just uh, contact some local swim runner like me or some others, and then we will be happy to, to, to show you some area where you can really practice. And just by uh, I think four or five days before is good, I mean, it's uh. What you don't want, you don't want to do. Uh, you don't want to do something the last uh, the last two days. You don't want to have this massive um, 
uh, this massive uh, training moment uh, the, yeah. in the last two days. But four or five days before, it's okay to go and spend an hour or 90 minutes and to do some rep- some back and forth <laughs> on, uh, on the rocks to work on your transition to feel how slippery it is. And, uh, and you can do that right in the center of Stockholm, basically. That's good to know. That's mm. really good to know. Yeah, and that's kind of what we were, a lot of the American teams that we've been talking about are talking with over over, you know, hundred and however many episodes we're gonna we're up to now is like there's nothing like the te- te- terrain technical type terrain in the United States that anyone has really been on. So we thought, oh yeah, to be out there and not race day be the first time we're experiencing this, but to maybe go out like you said for a little sixty minute zone two jog or, or maybe a really light swim run. Um, but it's good to know that. We don't have to go all the way out to no. to the course. We can just kind of handle a lot of that and where we're going to be uh, shacked up at yeah, somewhere we, in Stockholm. We can organize a special uh, morning training uh, five five days or four days before the the race, and uh, we'll be happy to show you. Uh, it's just doing yeah, doing some repetition, some back and forth on the rocks, and just to get you to make sure that your shoes are have the good grip because there is a lot of mm-hmm. shoes, some really good trail shoes, but some of these uh, sole, uh, well, they're not grippy on this type of hawks. Uh, they're okay yeah. in the mud, they're okay in the mountains, but they're not okay in the... Then uh, four or five days before, it's still time to, you still have time to go and get uh, a pair of... Yeah, uh, go to the store real quick, get some new <laughs> shoes. Uh, what, do you, what do you recommend? I mean, I've, we've seen a lot of Swedes with the VJs, uh, I hear those are pretty popular. Chris has the Solomon uh, S Labs that are are pretty the amphibs. The amphibs seem to be popular as well. What what are you kind of recommending? What grip well, uh, being, should we be looking for? Uh, being a Vivo Barefoot ambassador and uh, athlete, I I can recommend the the Michelin sole of the Vivo Barefoot. Uh, the Tempest, yeah. But for sure, you need to be a minimalist runner, and that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done this in 2019 doing a with the Tempest and it was great feeling, but uh, it's, well, you need to be ready for it. It's going to be lots of suffering and burning uh, soul. Uh, yeah. But the grip is amazing, this Michelin grip. Uh, the, yeah, the Continental grip is really good. Okay. Uh, then if you is find it- with a continental grip like the ultra king some shoes like that they have the good grip but then yeah for sure the veggie i mean it's uh, if you're if you manage to fit your to put your feet inside um, my feet are too wide for for the veggies but i the grip is amazing that's uh it's a no-brainer that's uh, that's the best grip you have the envy too the envy is also uh, an orienteering shoe from finland and the uh, same type of grip yeah veggie or envy uh, uh, the Salomon, I always find them a bit too slippery on this type of hawks, but then there is some athlete who have been winning until uh, 2019, George M. Pontius with the s right. yeah. yeah. It's, um, but I mean, if you don't want to do it wrong, go with some Michelin sole or some veggies. Uh, you sure you will. I mean, most of the, the Scandinavians... Running with the bitches, <laughs> there is, yeah. The fans yeah. know something about grip, I guess. Yeah, and it's also like, hey, you know what? Like, who are we if that seems to be working? Like, why do we need to do something different from that? Is it is it more about the tackiness and the actual sort of stickiness to kind of grip as you're going up these slippery rocks, or do, are you looking for a certain lug 
depth or the lugs not necessarily the important part? Yeah, it's just the quality of the rubber. It's the quality of the rubber. It's not the rubber is not too hard, and it's uh, it's getting a good uh, cushion when it's uh, when you land and uh, it's spreading on the on on, on the rocks and uh, yeah, having a good good grip. Um, yeah, that's it's not about the the place of the the, the studs on the yeah. Okay, noted. More, more great tips. Yeah, I mean, this, beyond training, this is a th- this is super helpful. Now, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious, sort of like, you know, last time we did one of these countdown shows, we talked to Susie Moon, and who I know you know very well, and she's part of the sort of the Envol team, and yeah. you know, and she and she she was talking about you know how to deal when kind of things go sideways mentally. Um, but we'd love to get kind of you, your your advice as sort of like a elite coach, sort of like. What what advice do you give athletes for when you know things aren't going according to plan or or when things get dark on a, on a day that's going to be that long? Well, I I I got an advice in 2015 when uh, then I did my first attila by uh, by my swim coach Mickey Rosen who has done attila many times and uh, and he told me well attila is uh, well the top guys they're all quite good and they all uh, yeah. There is a few teams who can win it, but then you need to work on these details. And uh, it's going to be some mistake during the days, but the team who can uh, who can fix these mistakes as quick as possible will have more chance at the end. And basically, as soon as you as you're going a bit out of your plan, or, or as soon as something happens, that's when you have to be ready to 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 switch and to. Mm-hmm. Find um, and that could be anything can happen. You know, you can drop all your gels, you can drop your bottle, you can break your lace. That happened to my one of my partner once. Um, if you if you break your Salomon lace, I mean, it was like massive drama to try to to tight yeah. this uh, elastic uh, lace. It was impossible. We lost minutes on these rocks. I remember it was really. But you need to find. Okay, well now it's fixed. Now well let's. Uh, Let's get back to to the group where we were, but okay, back well, to the plan. we can do a massive sprint and catch them, and then we're gonna die in five minutes. Or we <laughs> try all this type of. It's so easy on a big race like that to to be too excited and to uh, to forget about some basics. Okay, to never um, never stress too much, to try to stay calm and stuff like that. And uh, well, you are too, you know, um, for sure. You are two. I mean, you are two partners, which means at some point, one of you will have a, a dip. The other one will feel better, and yeah. uh, by uh, vice versa. You know, hopefully, you don't have a dip at the same moment. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. But you need to work on that. That's why all this training you're doing together during these big weekends, uh, and hopefully, you can do it together. That's when you you get all this experience and. Um, but yeah, you have to be ready to, I mean, I had this experience last year when my partner broke his fingers after 45 minutes of racing and I was like a bit excited. Let's keep going. It's going to be okay. But well, after yeah. two minutes of running, I mean, uh, I saw that the, the finger were already broken and bleeding. I mean, it was no point. In, he could swim. I mean, that's, um, it was a no brainer. We had to stop. But you need to, uh, to take the, yeah, the right decision as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But you need experience for that. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you don't have any experience of uh, racing, long stuff like that. Uh, then yeah, it will. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the longest we've done has been, I guess, like Casco Bay or, or, or Catalina, which is, you know, definitely going to be not as long as, uh, uh-huh. as, as, as the world championship. Um, now, now I, I think for, for me, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to, to, and I'm sure I can speak for Chipper to, to do this sort of the original race and uh, the beauty of it and sort of the magic of, of being on, on sort of the course that started it all. Now, what I'm worried about is just kind of like, I don't know, just being overwhelmed by sort of that part of it. Um, do you have any, I mean, like, I guess the advice is, is probably pretty obvious, but do you have any advice in terms of like, you know, how do you kind of stay grounded and still enjoy the scenery and enjoy where you are, but still kind of work on the plan? Yeah, well, I think, I think, well, you have to be realistic. You said, well, you're not here to win it. You're here to finish and that you should be, you should have a, you, you should fix yourself some goals, you know. Well, if we finish it, we will be happy. If we finish it in 12 hours, we will be super happy. Uh, mm-hmm. If we finish it in less than 12 hours with a big smile and feeling fresh, then we will be totally... Uh, yeah, Best day ever, yeah. I think you need to set some... Uh, and then, you know, well, I mean, like I say, if you're on the starting line, that means you have the level to be here. Uh you need to enjoy the day because the day, gonna, even if it's 14 hours, the day going to pass really quick. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're going to really recommend you to lift your head and uh, look a bit around. And um, I mean, if you put yourself some stress because um, because you want to do um, 12, 11.59 uh, and not 12.05 at the end, well, <laughs> yeah, you might miss, maybe it's better to do 12.05 and to... <laughs> And to see some more landscape and uh, I like that. To say some, to yeah. check some, uh, to do some high five when you pass on some energy station instead of. Uh, I mean, what I mean, what I mean is like it's not a massive deal. Um, you want to finish it, then, um, and you know you can finish it if you keep to your stick to your plan and if you are really smooth and keep moving um, without any issues, without any trouble, then. Uh, yeah, be realistic. I mean, it's only uh, it's only a swim run race. It's it has to be confirmed. Right. Huh? It's not like um, you will still have to go back to work on uh, the following week. That's what I oh, yeah. people. You still have to go back to work on Monday or on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, it's better if you enjoy it instead of uh, yeah, put too much pressure on your shoulders and uh, <clears throat> do it for yourself first and. Uh, yeah, but set, set your goals from the beginning. It has to be clear between you and your partner and uh, make sure that you have the same goals. I have so many customers, they, uh, people doing this or these swim-run races and they, they don't have the same goals with their partner and it's just creating frustration. And uh, then, uh, yeah, create um, a good race plan with good goals and uh, it's my yeah. recommendation. Great perspective. Yeah, put some perspective I know I'm going to need to listen, hear, hear that a lot because I think, you know, the way Chipper and I are preparing and we have a coach and we're doing what we're supposed to and we're working on our swimming, you know, everything to, to be as ready as possible. And we're training for like 
like we're going to battle, like we're taking it as seriously as possible. But then on race day, like we really want to have as much fun as possible. <laughs> and I think, uh, and I think the more we hear it to the more we hear your perspective, I think, I think that's going to help us like be able to actually, you know, I guess actualize that on race day. But, you know, I mean, now the, the, yeah, going to battle, going to, yeah, this is, uh, this is some good image, but, uh, um, I mean, yeah, the most important now is that you improve your fitness in running, in swimming, in endurance, in strength. Mm-hmm. That's really the most important. I mean, uh, the race day will be just, uh, another long training weekend, training weekend. That's how you have to, to see it. But the most important is what you're doing, uh, after this call, you're going to do your 15 minutes of <laughs> Yeah, right <laughs> after. And then you go day after day like that. You're ticking all the boxes. You're doing all the training. And then you can enjoy the, the day. Uh, and you will know that you are ready for it. Um, I mean, too many people have stressing too much for some races like that where uh, I try, I don't know. Hard to say, but we we are paying to do this. <laughs> we are paying. This has to be fun, you know. But this is quite big. It's not like doing the the five kilometer of my uh, in my suburb in my neighborhood. But this is a world championship of swimmer, and it's big. But we do it because we like it because it's it's fun. Um, right. It's not the same like if you were a professional athlete and you going to world championships or to an Olympia Olympics. And that's your job. You have a salary at the end of the month uh, Mm -hmm. because you are an athlete person, athletic person, but um, it's a bit different. And that's the, where the perspective is. We, um, we do it for fun. It's a hobby normally. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess like another way of saying that is like, Hey, doing these activities, it's a gift and it should be enhancing your life. Again, if you're not being paid to do it like this, this should, this should be, you know, if it feels like a job or a burden, then you're sort of in the, in the wrong headspace for, totally. for the experience. That's, that's exactly what I tell some, some of my people. I mean, it's putting too much stress on you because you still have to go to work on Monday and, uh, <laughs> you have no choice with that. And uh, if it's putting too much stress, maybe it's negative for you, then it's better that you step down or try to find some other activity and until the day when you're going to change your mind and you will be ready, uh, you'll be ready to go back into this type of competition. Um, But for that, you need to know what realistically you can do. I mean, it's, um, I've been myself in this position so many times and, uh, putting too much pressure on myself just for the results. And, uh, and you realize it's just, uh, yeah, it's just negative. I mean, the other, the other guys or the other girls are also training hard to, to do the best results. And, uh, and you cannot control that. You can only control Mm -hmm. what what you're doing. Uh, and you should know, like be realistic. If you tell me where we're going to go for sub eight, we really want to do top. (laughs) I will tell you, well, you really, uh, you put yourself too much stress because, well, you probably yeah. cannot, at least not this year. I uh, hope you can do it one day, but now it's it's not realistic. You will be yeah. uh, disappointed yeah. and you're going to miss the fun of the of this. Yeah, um, yeah. be realistic, For sure. goals, For sure. and, uh, stick to the plan. I mean, there's, there's obviously, 
there's a lot of wisdom in, in, in this entire conversation that you've been sharing with us. So we really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, yeah, for, for, for us and for anyone who's racing it for the first time or the 10th time, I mean, it's, it just makes so much sense. It's like, hey, you have to, you have to work within yourself. And we had, we had Vila on um, a, couple, a couple of weeks ago and he was saying, it's like, hey, everybody who lines up, if you, if you finish and you have a good race, then you've won your race, right? <laughs> and whether that's first place or last place, if you had a good day and you accomplished your plan, then 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 it was a, a success. You won. Yeah. And I think that's definitely how we want to kind of keep our 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 headspace going into it because yeah, I mean, yeah, sub eight. I mean, I think we we just we just uh, want to maybe with a bike. Uh, yeah, our first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our first goal is to stay upright. <laughs> And, uh, you know, not have some sort of injury or anything like that. And, um, but yeah, Nicholas, this has been super, super helpful. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, Envol's swim run is like, you guys are taking over the world and it's so great to see. It's so great to see so many people be prepared for their events and falling in love with the sport that way. And just can't thank you enough for taking the time and being on our show. Well, thanks to you guys to to invite me and to think about me for this uh, conversation. I'm I'm really passionate about swim running, about this, uh, especially this race. And that's uh, I hope this conversation can help some uh, some listener. And uh, I hope to see uh, to see you on the starting line. And uh, four or five days before, if you want a good experience of uh, of the course, then just contact us and. Uh, we will take you to a location close to the city. <clears throat> we, will, yeah, we will definitely take you up on that. And I promise that, that it, won't be, it won't be another 100 episodes. <laughs> yeah, until we talk we with you, you again. <laughs> um, and obviously, Envol Swim Run is, can be found at envolcoaching.net. And Nicholas and his team have training plans for swim runs around the world, not just uh, within in Europe and Sweden. Um, so if you're looking for support there, uh, coaching for swim run uh, and beyond, um, check out onvolcoaching.net. But again, Nicholas, and thank you. thank you so much. Thanks to you. Bye-bye, guys. Good training. All right. See Thank yeah, you. Thank you. See you in September. Bye. See you in September, Bye. guys. Well, like we said, nothing but knowledge bombs there from from Coach Nico over at Onvol Swim Run. Yeah, if you're looking for a swim room partner, looking for a life partner, looking for a coach, looking for a training plan for a race, I mean, he's got you covered he's, on every. He's got front. you covered on <laughs> every front. He he's the he's the personally personal matchmaker to the swim run stars. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And we, you know, we told him after we we got off air that it's not going to be another two years before we have him on for yes, sure. It's yes. Too, too valuable to the swim run community, and you know, he he's one of the guys that went all in on swim run early on and is doing his part to help grow the sport. And I mean, proof is in the pudding. Absolutely. Just the crazy number of athletes that he gets ready every year for Attila and for many other swim runs and from all over, not just, uh, right. You know, Desiree, uh, right off the front of the pack, but everyone in the yeah, mid pack and, and, and just finishing services, everybody. So really awesome. Again, onvolcoaching.net to check out that. And, uh, we'll see you in about four weeks. Yeah, man, this month went by quick. Yeah, just like that. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the sport of swim run. 
Sign up for our newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any suggestions for the show or questions for us, send us a DM or an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Riding Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of all our swim run activities, podcast, and other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. Other way stuff. To, way to keep it PG. Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Go for a run. Then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then another run. And then just keep going. Until you're done. Until you're done. Or maybe can't stop stop. all stuff. (laughs) 